Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 323. I don't have a lot to say this time. I have sort of some closing thoughts on Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere, and I have a little bit of rambling for Division 2. And I guess that's really it for this time. It'll probably be a pretty short one, but hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So the Elder Scrolls Online Elsewhere expansion probably isn't quite uh, as long as I thought it would be in terms of completion time to do all the quests. There are fewer main quests than I thought. Uh, There's only like six or eight of them. I would guess you can probably finish that in about six hours. Most people are getting through that pretty quickly. I do think that's probably a better design because that gets them... Uh, the story of the zone, and then if a person is new, especially, that's really important because then they know what's going on with the zone. You don't have to do them first. I did uh, kind of a smattering of main story quests and side quests, uh, wherever it was I happened to be going, because I'm kind of the person that'll pick up like every quest (laughs) that you see along the way. So if something sends you, you know, halfway across the zone, this one direction, there's going to be 10 quests, and I'm going to Get them all, I'm going to get distracted. But that's part of the great thing about Elder Scrolls Online is you can do uh, anything in any order you want. It's not uh, pushing you or forcing you to do X uh, before you do Y. But after you do those uh, main storyline quests, if you do them first, there's, I think, around 20 uh, side slash other quests to do. Uh, Again, scattered all across the zone. And there's lots of interesting story and lore to learn about the zone and Khajiit. And so those are very cool and fun to do. I would say probably in total to do all of the main quests and side quests, you're looking at probably 20 to 30 hours. I haven't uh, 100% the zone, as it were. I rarely do because some of the stuff is really involved and really uh, difficult to do without going online and, you know, cheating by looking up Uh, you know, location of all the things. Because with all of the expansion contents and some of the DLCs, there is this new museum uh, quest line, I guess you could call it, where it's sort of secret things uh, hidden in the zone, and you'll get a book of where to find these secret things. And so again, you know, those are kind of time-consuming and difficult to figure out unless, you know, you go online and cheat. And, you know, what's the point of that? That doesn't seem very fun. You know, what's why why do an achievement-based thing if you're just going to cheat? Uh, you know, the point of the achievement is to achieve it. So things like that are, are quite a bit more involved. And they have, like, a lot of achievements uh, based on the raid and, you know, certain conditions of, you know, beating the raid like this or like this or like this. So a lot of those I don't usually get done. But the zone itself is really beautiful and probably the best designed in terms of verticality and 
you know, architecture and the way it looks and feels and how you move through it. Again, the music is really great. There's quite a bit of new music, I think, uh, from what my ear is here. Lots of new architecture and art, which is all very beautiful. So again, overall, I would definitely say it is worth it if you're an Elder Scrolls Online player, even though it seems uh, a little bit quicker to get through than previous expansion contents. I think it is very uh, definitely worth it. Plus, right now, uh, if you get it, you get Necromancer, which is kind of cool. I got an alt. Uh, I'm playing up quite a bit uh, just in case. I don't ever really know why I do these characters just in case. Because it's like if I do get in a guild, you know, undoubtedly it's going to be somebody's main, and so I don't really need to do it. I don't know. Right now I'm I'm pushing towards uh, getting a bunch of skills for uh, just setting him aside sort of as a crafter uh, and a just-in-case character. Uh, you know, sometimes with these expansions or... Uh, DLC is there will be daily things you can do and that's uh, per character so sometimes if I want to do like a lot of them I'll go through with multiple characters so it's good for that too but definitely uh, well worth the purchase there played a free weekend for Division 2. That was something I was uh, looking into quite a bit around the time that Anthem came out and sort of broke my heart. Uh, I was looking quite a bit at Division 2 and picking that up. It is a real-world based uh, MMO shooter, so that's quite a bit more difficult for me to get into because uh, due to my homeless times, I've sort of become uh, PTSD about death and injury, and so if I see too much of it, I'll sort of freak out. I've actually stopped watching uh, some of my TV shows, which were super violent because they were causing me to not uh, enjoy them very much because of that. So I would probably only play it a few hours, uh, a few days a week. But after the end of the weekend, I was starting to get to the point where I had enough uh, weapon options and enough uh, sort of variety of what the enemies were doing that I was kind of really getting into it, I was starting to think about, well, what about if I pair uh, this weapons with this uh, sort of setup, and, and, you know, thinking about builds. Not, you know, full builds, because there's no point in thinking about full builds until, you know, you're at the end game content. And I was nowhere near that. I was, like, level uh, 8 of, I think, 30. But, like I said, there was enough variety. I was like, well, I kind of like the... Uh, submachine guns for close-up control. I kind of like the machine gun to uh, suppress the guys, so maybe if I'm in a group, I would make a loud out with uh, a light machine gun so I could suppress people and do a little bit of control like that. And I didn't unlock any other skills, but I did uh, enjoy the ones I had. I had uh, sort of the healing sphere thing that you drop on the ground. I would usually just kind of hunker down somewhere and then drop that, and then I could take quite a bit of damage while it was uh, pulsing its regeneration thing. And then I actually liked the turret quite a bit. Because if you position that uh, in a certain way, you can usually kind of sort of flank the bad guys 
Um, it's not usually flanking so much as just putting it in a spot where they'll charge at me, but then the machine gun turret will uh, get them from the side and they'll be like, oh no, there's a turret here too. So that was pretty cool. But I'm kind of sad the weekend was over. I was, uh, like I said, trying to really get into it and having a pretty good time. I would recommend it uh, for players uh, not like me who, you know, don't have issues about real-world shooting and lots of uh, actual um, violence, I guess you could say, but, you know, injury and death overall. If you're somebody like me who, you know, gets kind of bothered by uh, real-world stuff like that, maybe uh, be very hesitant of a purchase. It is currently on sale, I think, for 40 bucks for the base version, uh, so that's gone down quite a bit from the launch of 60 And I'm sure it'll probably go down uh, a little bit more in the coming months as we get into summer and people stop playing games so much. It's kind of weird that in summer people play uh, less games, but that seems to be the trend. But it seemed pretty cool and pretty fun, and it was super interesting in terms of uh, strategy because the bad guys would take certain positions and there were certain conditional effects like if somebody's on fire or if they're stunned or if they're blinded, you know, they would have uh, different effects. And so there was sort of a lot of indirect ways to control people because sometimes there was like stuff on the ground and you'd shoot it and it explode and uh, people would get those effects. And then you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about those guys. I have to worry about these other guys. And, you know, position's a big deal. So you want to sort of not stay in one place too long because the bad guys will change their position. So strategically, it was very interesting. And like I said, right about at the end of when I was getting into my playtime, I started thinking about, uh, you know, different loadouts for what the bad guys were doing, etc. Which is not something I ever did uh, in Destiny or Anthem. Sadly, you know, uh, both of those could be like that, but uh, they aren't so... Those have always uh, disappointed me in that regard, and Division 2 did not. I would like to get it, uh, but I can't afford it. And if I could uh, get money to buy a game, there are uh, other things I would get first. One of which I will talk about uh, in the close. From the newsroom. So as mentioned in the last section, there is something to keep your eye out for, and that is called Remnant from the Ashes, and that is for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and it is coming out in two months, uh, August 20th on my birthday, which is pretty cool. It is more of what I guess I would describe as a tactical shooter. It's third person, so if you're not into third person shooters, I don't think you can switch to first person. I've never seen it shown in first person. But basically it's tactical in the sense that you don't just want to like spam things. You do have to watch out for ammo. You have to watch out for when your abilities are recycling. Pretty much the main bad guys they've shown quite a bit of is in sort of a tree-based world where it kind of looks like you're walking around in uh, a treehouse like all the time. And these guys will run up, and the bulk of them have uh, two sort of daggers, and they'll be like, Rawr! and then they'll like throw a dagger at you and throw the other dagger at you. And so you have to dodge uh, at the right time. There's another one that has sort of a shotgun, and he's like, pow, pow, pow. 
So you want to like dodge at the right time and wait until he he's reloading. And so it's very tactical in terms of, you know, positioning, learning the bad guys, figuring out, you know, where to go, controlling the fight so there's not too many bad guys. And if there are too many bad guys, you know, do you want to change position? And one of the really cool things that has me very excited is that each area is dynamically generated. And that's done uh, per playthrough. So in theory, if you play, you know, through on one game and then you play through on another, very different setups as well as different bosses. Because there's something like, I think, 24 or 28 bosses. And I'm sure you wouldn't see uh, anywhere near that many in the game. So you're always going to see different things a little bit differently, uh, different bosses. They did say certain points are going to be set. So, you know, if you're going from point A to point B, point A and B will be set in terms of the story and the mission points. You know, you want to go from A to B. This is your, you know, mission for right now. But all of the stuff in between will be, you know, randomized. It is a single player slash three player co-op game. So that means, you know, super awesome news for me. You know, I can play it. Uh, offline if I wanted by myself or you know you can play with friends if you want and there's like a matchmaking system so if you don't have friends you can uh, you know open it up to play with other people who are not your friends so that's really super cool and really super fun looking I've posted a few things about it uh, on my Facebook page so uh, easy links there to go check out some video for it or you can look it up uh, on the YouTube And that's really it, uh, all I have for this time. I have been super depressed and super worried lately. I'm quite a bit late on my car insurance. They haven't threatened me yet or anything, but I do expect that to uh, start very soon because we're coming up to almost uh, a full month behind now, which is you know very bad to be uh, a month behind, especially if you go uh, more than a month behind. And then I've got, uh, you know, the real big car registration and smog coming up. Uh, those together are going to be like 200 bucks. So that's, you know, even more money that is uh, a huge amount of money that I don't, I don't have any money for. So I'm very worried and uh, super stressed about those things lately. But all I can do is uh, hang on to hope that uh, help and donations come and, you know, hopefully... Uh, I can pay them in time, because I don't know uh, what I would do if I couldn't. But hopefully everybody out there is uh, not having a terrible time like me. And I have uh, no idea what I'll talk about next time in three weeks. But I will try and get out uh, a podcast every three weeks, so people know I'm okay-ish and hanging on. And hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye.
You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2019.